welcome everybody this uh, Friday, June the 9th already, June the 9th. I hope you're doing well. Um, I'm really pleased and honored to be with you today uh, for this 119th episode of the Friday Live Agile. And uh, for those who just don't know who the F I am, I'm Coach F. Yes, Agile with fun, Agile with force, and we're going to talk about this today, this lean system that became the most popular Agile framework, people say, is it? So I'm Alexandre Frédéric Jolie, your coach AF, and I'm here to do what? To kind of awaken people to better value, wiser way of working and agilize everything. Yes, we agilize everything, this qualificative of Agile, and you do it with me. Uh, so if you'd like to uh, support the channel, especially on Rumble and YouTube, please smash the like button to help me beat this uh, artificial, yes, artificial intelligence and algorithm. And uh, so I'll be pleased. And of course, if you are not a member of this Agile Lounge family that include the Dare Real Agile podcasts and this Friday Live Agile live stream every Friday at 12 noon Eastern time, please subscribe. Subscribe especially on my Rumble and on YouTube, and hit the notification to be aware of the live stream. Yes, this is every Friday. You just have to jump in and every Friday. And once again, for the listener on LinkedIn, I don't see anything. LinkedIn from Microsoft make us blind here in the studio. So if you want a better experience of chatting with us, if you're watching it live on this Friday, the 9th of June, well, go into the link that I put already in the comment of LinkedIn uh, to... Uh, have an interaction with me. And today, as it's a, it's a tips and tricks educational on Scrum, yes, yeah, Scrum is the CrossFit, is the CrossFit of agility, of business agility, because this is not anymore just for software development, guys. So uh, I will reserve uh, maybe, so chat whenever you want. Whenever you want, you could chat, ask your question, put your comment, and I will take a time at the end, probably uh, towards the hour or like a 15 minutes before to do um, to respond to your chat because I'd like to be as one of the value of Scrum ask us to do focus on what I would like to share with you today. So I hope everybody is doing well. And um, yeah, so let's. Um, I was scared for a bit of something that happened again. So let's do this today. I want to talk to you about. Okay, that first thing first. Just a reminder of Scrum, it's a system from the Toyota's lean, okay? So a lot of people have opinion about it. They think it's agile, everything. So the matter if people think it's agile is because, of course, five of the 17 co-signatory of the agile software, agile software manifesto of February 20, uh, 2001 were from the Scrum system and I think six others with Ken Beck, where from the extreme programming system, which were both from the lean type of thinking of cutting the waste, okay? Yeah, lean is cut the waste, cut the spending, and do more with less. So this is the mother and father of what will become the Agile Software Development uh, Manifesto. And there was other consultants like Jim I. Smith, uh, and uh, I think... Uh, uh, Cockburn was more like uh, this kind of crystal middle than uh, the, uh, the RDM for um, and the, the Ruby system from Dave Thomas. But anyways, enough of that story. You, For those of you who are advanced like me, you know. But that's why, like, um, and they call it a framework. So no, it's not a framework. And we'll, we'll, we'll propose you today. It's really about, like, high-performance teams, 
uh, that Scrum help you get. And actually, when you understand the Scrum system, it's based on subsension, which is the interrelation of people and element and togetherness to create value. You know that you could apply this, you could configure it to anything into your organization, into your enterprise, not just for software development. And, and back in the day, uh, when I met uh, Mike Beadle, it's because I was already in my kind of scientific mind to see this interrelation of beating the Tuckman model of storming. And I, and I realized that doing Scrum, it's something that will help us achieve it a lot wiser, not just better, but wiser also, working more intelligently. And uh, Ken Schrauber, Ken Schrauber wrote in 2006, uh, 15, 15 statements uh, affirming that Scrum, it's hard and disruptive. And as I said, in the world of agile and lean, Scrum, it's really the CrossFit. If you, if you want to embark into a training, a real training, okay, to develop yourself professionally and the emulation with the real world of yourself where you want to be more lean, you want to be more agile into your sports, CrossFit is the way to go. And then Scrum, it's the CrossFit of agility, of business agility. So Cash Robber in 2006 he wrote the 15 statement, according to him, he's the co-creator of Scrum or the one who integrated Scrum at the request of Jeff Shutterland. Okay, that's the real story. And Mike Beadle and Mr. Um, oh, Samuel Ukabi were the two first. And you see, proceed and be bold. That's the thing. You proceed and you be bold. It's like a rough beating. So anyways, <laughs> I'm disgracing now. What happened is, Ken, when he was with the team acting as a scrum master himself back in the day in the 90s and he came up in 2006 with that list into his training at probably what's probably still scrum alliance back then for him and one of the things that really like i love it from him and from that group and from that culture is even back then 15 some years ago and remember i'm doing scrum since 1999. And what I like with my team and every stakeholders that we collaborate on any project or product development even better, it's that statement. People aren't resources and managers aren't bosses. That's the key phrase from Ken Schrauber to remind us all of the self-management, but that need that kind of self-organization. All right. So that's really important to understand. And I'm really glad. I'm really glad that last Wednesday at the Crew Collective and Cafe, I did a lunch and learn for free talking about the eight patterns of business agility from the Open Leadership Network. And I was glad to see one of my dear colleagues that I respect and have utmost respect for. I won't name him, but he's an enterprise architect. I work with him on multiple large scale projects using Agile or Lean Method or whatever, who cares? We were there for our customer. And one thing I was glad is for several years, he always nagging me, oh, Agile, it's a thing in the past. Oh, Scrum doesn't work because people are not following the principle and this and that. But the way I explain what Open Leadership and Daniel Music had created, okay, the eight pattern, open patterns of business agility as a great system, he told me after he sent me a thank you SMS saying like, oh man, I really learned something today and uh, you reconciliate me with business agility above and beyond software development because I, I see it like and he, will, he is really curious to, to further his 
uh, knowledge and try to practice those eight patterns of open business agility. So I'm really glad because this is an achievement. And you know, we are happy. I am happy when I'm fulfilled and when I see smile and the eyes and the face of people that I teach and I do something. And I remember having a class back in the day um, in Boston uh, with Scrum Alliance. And this Scrum is hard and disruptive. And remember, I like to call it the CrossFit of agility and business agility. So Ken Schrauber, co-founder and integrator of Scrum, co-sanitary of the Agile the Manifesto for Agile Software Development wrote this. I won't go into the 15 because we, I, I'm sure you guys, you want to know the five keys of creating high-performing teams with Scrum, that Scrum will enable you to do this. And by the way, even if you're not in software development yourself, let's say that you are a product manager, you are someone working with people care, you could benefit of R. Yes, definitely. You could benefit of what we do here at the Agile Lounge with multiple coaches and consultants. So you could become our client. You just head to agile-lounge.com and you take your free discovery call. We do up to 90 minutes free assessment discovery call about your needs, your desired states, and what you want to do. And we teach you, we use the base of Scrum. doesn't mean that we do the full-on Scrum, but we use the base of these Scrum and these five keys that I'm going to show you very soon to build your team, your dream team to achieve something. We even do it with a flip program for startups and entrepreneurs that want to build their team and their advisory board. You could use and configure Scrum and with Enterprise Scrum, it's even better. And combined with the eight patterns of business agility, you could achieve something very, very, very great. Okay. So when Schrauber told us that Scrum is optimized for high yield product management, and product development. Scrum is particularly appropriate for high-risk, complex, and large project and can be used when other parts of the endeavor are hardware and even waterfall development. Okay, so this is the openness. But it doesn't mean that you have to butch, not to butcher uh, the spirit of Scrum. Okay, and again, for 15 years I'm consulting 23 years I'm doing Scrum, and when I'm consult, if waterfalls suit your current needs, continue using it. Don't bother your production team with something hard and disruptive as Scrum, okay? And an enterprise can also use Scrum as a tool to become the best product development and management organization and its market. And it's exactly, it's exactly what Apple does, what Tesla did, what Dell, even Dell Computer did, uh, probably Nokia back in the day also when they switched from toilet paper and paper to cell phone. Come on. I mean, this is the disruptive in your market. So this is what you have to do. So I wanted to introduce it uh, with uh, with these aspects uh, because I think it's, it's very important uh, to understand that Scrum, it's not agile. It's come from Totashi Nukamahu and the HBR paper of the new, new product development of 1986 uh, and within the Toyotist movement of lean systems for manufacturing that uh, Jeff took in and tried in software development and then Mike Beadle uh, put it on the enterprise scrum for business agility to agilize everything. Yes, yes, yes. We agilize everything into your organization with fun, with pleasure, with invitation and engagement. So this is what I have to say as an introduction. And um, without further ado, let's dive in, shall we? 
let's dive in into these uh, five, um, five greatness, five keys that you'll need to uh, build up a dream team. And it won't be easy. Don't take it as a shortcut. I'm just here. And by the way, this is part of a training that we're probably going to have uh, at the Agile Lounge, at the Crew Collective in Montreal in person, and at the uh, Chenza Cafe in Austin, if I go there this summer, I don't know. But uh, over the talent Agile that we provide, this is an exclusive signature of our uh, company. We're going to do again the uh, who's your product owner and yeah, who is your product owner. And we're going to do also the uh, I am the Scrum Master interactive training and probably also the bring your own, uh, not bring your own, excuse me, build your own Scrum uh, kind of training. So it's going to be a very nice interactive workshop, practical workshop, where you could actually apply the five keys that I am going to uh, share with you right now today. So you have to remember also, okay? before we dive in into this Scrum system that could be configured so well that not only you will satisfy your client, but you will bring your stakeholders together and stronger. That's the outcome we expect. And this is what I've seen in the last two decades more than often. I will say that maybe I've got a failure level of 15, 13%. And I will explain to you why in the five key uh, why it could happen. So uh, a lot of people in sports, you see oh, the, the Maple Leaf or the Montreal Canadian doesn't do well because of the coach. Well, or because of the system. Well, it's everyone, everything. Okay, we'll see it about it. So these are the disruptive things. So some scrum teams achieve these, this goal of almost by magic. Eh? We see it like magic team popping up somewhere, some places in digital world and everything. While others struggle and give up Worst from the losers, the claim from the loser, they will start claiming, oh, Scrum is dark, Agile is failing, Scrum is dead, and uh, it never worked, and it will never work, and uh, is that so? Is that so? Hmm. Or it is the people understanding and their interaction, the people understanding of what it is, what it is as a system, what is the rule or the boundary that you put in everything and their interaction within those rules and agreement. So to get there and the performing and the performing and high potential moment of a team, high performance of a team, according to Tuckman, the Tuckman model, let me know if I have to explain it, but I don't know. Is it, far more attainable than you may believe or even think of. Because there's, there's a science to it that make it possible. And science, again, it's subsension. Do you know subsension? This interrelation of the atom and physics level. But when you apply it to a group of human, I want to achieve greatness together. Oh my goodness. That's a kicking. So the first key that you need as a coach, as a consultant, as a scrum of scrum of scrum master, blah, 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 whatever the world. The thing is, are you someone who had experience in the field, in the trench, with developers, with engineer, with uh, business people, with marketing people? Have you tried this system? I'm not talking about reading the book, whatever. Yes, you could read the book of Schrauber and Beadle. You could read the guide, the, the updated guide of 2020 for the 25th anniversary, but 
behind this, behind the knowledge that you might have, behind your three days in an hotel to receive your little uh, dark patch of CSM or PSM, okay? Without this, have you experienced it either as a worker, either as a project manager, either as a stakeholder that have an interest in a product development? And so you will understand that your first key when you have the responsibility to build a team or to help build the team, let's say you're a coach as a consultant and you'll help Scrum Master on board team. Okay. So, well, you need to give them the value cohesion they need, all the people that will work together. So what is the value cohesion and invite people to agree or even disagree? I explain here. Mostly the invitation base approach from the open leadership network that will go through the eight patterns of business agility and with Scrum in that case to build your team that you need that shared value, okay? You need to have this foundation. The key number one is that it's value of cohesion, but it's really important to create an open space and where people will be safe to disagree with it. Because the value equation is you have to really have a conversation with your team, with your people that will could be include also the supplier and everything. So do we agree on the vision? Do we agree on the value? And the and when I say value here, I'm not talking about like four values and the value of Scrum. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the business value. I'm talking about the customer value. What is the outcome? What is the cohesion of the outcome that that team will have as a product gold, as they say in the guide? But the guide is a description. It's not prescribed. So this is why you have to invite people, skilled, competent, capable, that will have to agree on that value cohesion. And, and they will disagree because if you have an enterprise architect or if you have a um, a designer of some sort, he will say like, no, I'm three. I disagree with that. So the, the business value for that, if you try to reach that outcome, no problem, but let me help you by this. So the disagreement, I'm talking about this kind of open conversation, open debate on the technical aspect, on the business aspect, on the economic aspect. So the very first key thing, the, the open space technology you could use as a mean to do this key number one when you build your Scrum team and high-performance Scrum teams, you have to go through that. And that key element, number one, of value cohesion, when you invite people to agree or disagree, could also include a lot of things from OKRs. OKRs, again, is objective key result, uh, customer mapping, value stream creation, anything. I'm not here today to go into and deep of everything, but I'm just giving you the tips, okay, to uh, actually go through. So the key... Number one, it's value cohesion by inviting people to have this open conversation to create the business value and the customer value outcome expectation that you have. All right. Now, on to number two, you have to form stable teams of responsible adults. Yes, indeed. Because as my mentor once says, agile or lean or scrum or whatever, any system won't necessarily solve your problem of having idiot or immature people or people who don't want to work. I'm not talking about laziness here, but just people who just don't want, just people who say, oh, that's, that sucks. That's that, that, that. No, 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 no. Capable people, motivated people. So in number one, you should have invite them and to agree. And then with them, 
those who accept and agreed, you start forming that. And of course, you see in key number two here, I talk about stable teams. Yes. So if you are in a large scale organization or even a, a medium sized enterprise that have a concentration of resources, and my when I said resources, me, I'm not talking about people, I'm talking about money or material. Um, the concentration of those resources that you have to ask a wee bill to receive it and blah, blah, blah. And also, if you have a centralization of decision and decision making, uh, that key number two will have difficulty for your coach, your trainer, and your scrum master to build. So that's why in number one, it's also important in the cohesion and the working agreement that you build there. It's not just with the team, but it's also with the organization culture and the organization mindset. So it's a real good prerequisite. If the enterprise doesn't want to create a leg of innovative early adopter of new system of working, such as Scrum, well, and number one, if you don't achieve that part of agreement, you won't be able to form stable teams because if the CIO or whatever leader We'll say like, oh, we are working in matrix here because we have difficulty of finding resource and we have too much consultant and this and that. And we make business with India or Valencia and Spain and blah, 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 blah. So if you cannot form, and by the way, you could be collocated. You don't have to be collocated. I mean, like you could be virtual. So, I mean, stable teams. Remember, the title of this year is not forming a team. It's forming high-performing teams that will speed the process of storming in the document model and will also enhance towards customer satisfaction. So I'm just giving you tips. The key number two, stable teams. If you're not able to build a stable team within your organization, stop right there, have a good weekend, period. That's bold like this. Okay, so this is really important. So that's the key number two of high-performing teams with Scrum. It's having stable team. Matrix mode won't give you the best for high performance, all right? Number three, train, facilitate, and coach the team. Of course. I see too often of my colleagues, especially those who are from uh, organization change management and they improvise themselves as a coach. They could be awesome trainer, awesome trainer. But they lacked of facilitating things in the field because they lacked of experience in production and development and marketing or whatever, okay? So it's really important, like, you remember like this from uh, Lisa Atkins and others, the uh, X-wing diagram of competency? Yes, it is. So your coach, when you hire a coach like me, you have to be able to train, train, educate, facilitate, coach, mentor, and coach could be also different level of coaching. And of course, consulting, yes because we're a consultant. So if, if it's someone internal, you could precise this role. But the thing, the key number three here is all of those people, whatever their experience level, you need someone to build that high-performing dream team and Scrum or with Scrum to be able to train them, but train them practically. This is what we achieve here at the Agile Launch for Business Agility. Towards our experience, we realize that a workshop, a practical workshop with outcome artifact from it, it's the best way to go because nobody has a feeling of wasting time, okay? Because the all the uh, TRM or the academia definition of stuff, you could actually, that's what I do actually. When I intervene in a mission, especially if I do training, 
or facilitation because sometimes I will transform that training into a real facilitation of what they've learned or what they level. So after the assessment, we go through uh, this exercise of they have to prepare for the workshop. So they have to bring their real life example, their real production issue, their real problem that they want to solve and everything and everything. Okay. So when we do that, the training becomes something very pragmatic, very valuable for the people who are going to work. So that's part like that. Third key for me is essential on two dimensions. The first dimension is your consultant, your coach, have to be a trainer, a facilitator, and a coach to coach that team. And it's not a one-day or three-day things. It's it's probably iteratively uh, with them. So probably when you onboard a team, you're going to do a first cycle with them, whatever the cycle is, okay? And then you come back as more as a coach on demand after that. All right? You're with me on that? Perfect. And don't forget to help me, help the channel with smashing this like button and share this video to anyone who would like to have some amazing, authentic tips on building the high-performing teams with HP people. Most of the time, it's even better. So now, number four, helps the team set specific and challenging performance goals. Yes, performance goals. Not team goal, not necessarily product goal, certainly not a sprint goal. We are talking about challenging performance goals. You are an organization who want to be innovative. You want to disrupt your market. You want to be time to market faster. You have a huge problem with compliance because you are a financial organization or an organization that work in an industry that have a lot of regulations, so your marketing could be very hard to reach out to people, um, what have you. It's challenging performance goals. From them, the, the specific could be the above I spoke about first, which means you could have a product goal if it's a product that you develop whether it's an application or whatever, whether it's a... So I don't know, I just wonder, the team, the team that work on the Vision Pro of Apple, I will be very curious how much they kind of set specific and challenging performance goal. So that's the thing. So we talk about R&D. I had a client once in a very complex BI environment where they they said like, nah, so sprint goal is, is no, it's not worth it for us. And we even do... Uh, something else with, with the product. And we don't even know everything that will be the outcome because we're still learning. So it's an R&D. So challenging performance goals will have to be set to a specific according to the cycle and where you are in the development. But a dream team, an high-performing teams, and as, as I said on number two, it's responsible adults. You hire someone with their knowledge. And we hope also with some experience. And and experience to actually give you information and data to set those specific and challenging performance goals. And um, it will be okay if you fail at some point, but it's always important when you set, when I help teams, team, sorry, set those challenging performance goals, always do it with, Kind of inspired by the OKRs, objective key results. So what is the objective of this particular goal from within the system that you are building right now? And what is the, the key element that you could accept also as a failure? 
and what you will need to learn from that failure. And you'll tell me like, oh, no, no, you're dreaming. No, 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 no. I've seen it happen at least seven times in the last five years within team of complex software development and also within a team and construction who they had to figure out like the implementation of from the foundation to the, I don't remember all the terms and construction, so please tell me in the comment, but there was like, you know, uh, you, you do the, the frame with Carpenter, and then after, when they work below, they still continue to work upstairs. So that, that was a challenging performance goals here. That's what I'm talking about, something that you never know, let's try it empirically. And so that's why I said, like, you have your objective of doing it that way. Let's experiment on the way you're going to do it. But there's also an outcome attached to it. So the set specific, the team set specific, and the challenging performing goals that have to link together with the right to make mistake, but especially learn from that mistake and how we're going to redo it again and without wasting too much time from other stakeholders that work with us. So that's very important to, as a consultant, help them from past experience or by analyzing the feasibility of the promise that that team will give to the business owner or the customer. Okay. So that have to be interlinked. You still with me with that? So number five now, we're doing good. So I think I'm going to be able to chat with people because I see a couple of people in chat here. So the fifth and last one to create your dream team, your high performing teams. And I'm going to be also talking about something from one of my colleagues after that. It's create an open space. Yes, not a safe space. I said on number one, you have to disagree to agree. And you have to agree to disagree, sort of. So you create an open space where everyone is free to openly, okay? To openly talk about an issue, to openly talk about a mistake, to openly denounce violation with helping the person who had made the violation or the failure. It's really important to create that open space. I'm not talking here the open space from Harrison or Winnesota. I'm talking about an open space, not an open space office either, an open space of collaboration. Let's call it like this, OSC. And with the decision rights, that it's already embedded in the description of Scrum. But so many Scrum master and business owner and owner, they forget about it. And it's more powerful than delegation. This is what I really appreciate from Daniel Mizek's work. Of, at the Open Leadership Network, where he put forward in his invitation base and inviting leadership to train the leadership, to train the manager, to understand this power of decision rights and boundary management as well. And the boundary management is one of the eight patterns of business, open business agility. So it's really important when you create that open space. And by the way, could you tell me in the chat if you see me coming, this number five, because again, you don't do like one, two, three, four, five. You do it all at once, okay? As you move into your cycle that Scrum calls sprint at some point, yes, enterprise Scrum, we call it a cycle, whatever. So you, you give yourself and the boundary management, the time and the task, and you do it. So number five, why do you think that the Scrum guide is describing us to use to have this open space? Could you tell me in the chat? Taking a break right now. But you like 30 second delay, I know that. Oh, and for my uh, audio listener of this podcast on the Dairy Lodge, everywhere, 
don't worry, I'm not showing too much, but you're always welcome to come on Rumble and YouTube to see my little face of an orange tiger and whatever you could maybe miss. But most of the time, I'm doing it thinking of my jogger out there who download this amazing business agility innovation podcast. Boundary Authority Role Task says Ryan. Actually, the answer I was looking here is more very basic in the Scrum system of Schrober and Beadle in uh, Shutterland. This key number five to create your high-performance themes actually could be expressed practically within the retrospective on all the process of the decision rights and the boundary management that you have. So probably you could apply the BART within the retrospective. I agree with that. And also, if you're really into product management, the key number five here to the open space will be the product review. And if even better, even smarter, if you have the user, the customer within your product review. And I'm not talking about the business owner alone. No problem, my friend, because the question was about this type of things. All right. So I went through the five key things. We have, let's say, 15 to half an hour. I'm going to go to all the chat that I miss. But before that, I'd like to give uh, uh, Caesar. Uh, I'd like to give what is at Caesar? What is Caesar? This was uh, built, the, the five key thing to create an high-performance teams. It's based on my 23 years, almost 24 years experience doing Scrum since two, those two great McKellen, again, McKellen was great. You and me that book and you introduced me to Mike Beadle later and everything. So I was like, um, that was a bliss for me to be on the trench uh, while uh, management back then when I was still in my second bachelor, they wanted me to be a project manager. The team says, no way, Rosé, you're going to be a scrum master. So most of this five key element things that are put into a 20 pages, more exhaustive training that I do something at McGill, sometimes at McGill University and sometimes in my scrum training, um, Maybe a less practical, but some people, they, they don't want necessarily to play or to practice things. They want to, to hear about things. So it's, it's really the foundation of these five keys are based on my own experience, my conversation, my co-creation, my failure uh, with different type of teams, different type of environments. This is why I told you that it is really important to understand, again, uh, the key number one, if I go back there, the value cohesion and invite people to agree or even disagree. This is where you're going to map everything. The the business value, the customer outcome expected, uh, the desired state you want to go, whatever. It's, it's, it's configurable for anything, not just for software again, for anything, a marketing campaign, an event production, um, what have you. So, But this is where also you also base your shared vision. And at the organizational level, if you want to embark into a business transformation or some other type of culture transformation, this is the key element where you, this key one will decide if you do the other all at once, one after the other, whatever. Okay. And this is where you set everything about the training you're going to need into number three, uh, the type of facilitation that you might need and all the coaching 
after and in between those training and facilitations. So you have to support the team. And as a great scrum master, this is what you do. You're a servant leader. And I would like to, to give you a quote of one of my uh, colleagues that it's been a while and see him um, about like people analytics. That was like my friend, uh, Ben White. I don't know if you know Ben White, but he's great. Um, he talks about like people working on the same product, but not collaborating are essentially working on separate products. What do you think about it? I think it's Brian Ben White. So, you know, as I said, I base this Friday Live Agile on my own experience to share with you the five key elements for high-performance teams. And I would like to remind you that there's at least two to three prerequisites. The first one is a more distributed or decentralized organization that will have understand the decision rights, okay? More than delegation, to enable the team to self-manage and self-organize, all right? So that's, that's why the invitation is really important and the agreement also after the invitation because you're gonna be invited to what, but, and then after you agree to what. And based on that, so these are the high-performance teams elements, I believe, the five things according to my experience, my knowledge, and my talk. When I've got rebuttal, whether we are in storming, with it, okay, just for those who maybe don't know the Tuckman model, it's a, it's a model of productivity and time achievement. So it's really used to see the health of your team in terms of behavioral cohesion, okay? And should en engage more the people if you know where they are in the cycle. So, of course, at the beginning, we form that team. So, it's always like polite. Everybody is respectful. Everybody is willing. Ah, yeah, we're going to do this. Like a bit like in my thumbnail, like, oh, we're going to win. We're going to win. Yes, yes, we form the team. So, everybody's happy. But now they start after sprint, sprint after sprint. They start like knowing each other and this guy, that girl. This person, yeah, the price is pissing me off. He doesn't do what he has to do. They don't understand what they, uh, so now we storm, okay? So when we create um, on invitation base with agreement base, you're going to storm. You're going to storm anyways. Of course you're going to storm because it's human nature. And maybe you hire someone uh, for something and he doesn't, whatever. Something will happen. So as a great servant leader, you should reuse this and use this open space, number five, this open space about specific, uh, you know, those specific decision rights that the team have to do and the boundary management. What is the time that I will say no to help you? And when is the time that I will ask you for help and everything? And these should help you mitigate the storming moment to bring you to norming as soon as possible. Because we are in a phase space, changing ideas and VUCA environment. So you need to norm very fast. You don't need to spend too much time as a servant leader, as a business owner to solve issue, especially if it's issue of neurodivergent or um, not based on art skill, but soft skills and everything. So you, you have enough on your plate. So the storming, you have to go out of there as soon as possible to norm it, to get a great pace of production and quality. And then you you reach this high performance here, right? Right here. So it's the Tuckman model of team formation. That's really important to have it in mind into your toolbox as a consultant when you build team. 
to understand what will be the key element that will be in contradiction with where they are and how you solve problem, how you solve conflicts and everything. It's conflicts only. And, um, and I will say like, of course, I've been a Scrum Master since the last year of the last century. I like to say it like that. And Mark Levinson, a certified Scrum trainer, certified me in 2016 after I've been pushed by Mike Beadle and others to, you should get a certification because you're, you're a great mind. But unfortunately, some people in the market won't recognize it. So I said, okay, whatever. It's actually helped me like back in the day between 2006 and 2016 to achieve something like to, to challenge my knowledge. And that was appreciated. And so Mike Livingston at Agile Pain Relief, this is the name of his company. I love it. He, he built also a very uh, comprehensive, um, me, mine is 20 page. In this case, it's about, um, I don't know. Oh, it's 20 page himself too. So we're almost like, you know, the same kind of right to the point. So he built this um, and this is how, and also inspire this today to refine my own experience with knowledge of other, especially the one who certified me seven years ago today, sort of speak. So, um, and you know, often you hear me on my podcast talking about uh, Scott Adams, who says goals are for losers and systems are for winners. And I stand my ground about it because yes, goal matters. It's important, but this is why I said in number five, let's put it on number four, actually. When I help teams set specific and challenging performing goals, I want to make sure that prior to that, they have the buy-in on the entire stakeholders that work around the team with this decision rise, with clarity authorization, if we go into the patterns of open business agility, and especially that they have challenging performing goals. And let me give you maybe an example from, without naming the company and the team, do I have it here? Yeah, for example, and by the way, the performance goals will also be backed by feedback of the desired state of the customer experience. Because, yeah, for the goals, especially uh, the performance goals, to be effective, we need feedback on our progress towards the goal. And for team goals, the feedback needs to be shared openly with the with the whole group, so probably go with the whole group system of the open uh, business agility. Let me let me know in the chat, Bill. And to be shared with the people, so to the whole team, sorry, allowing the team to adjust and or self-organize rapidly when they are not meeting the goal. You know, so this is it. Challenging is mean like you have the right to failure, but you are the other stakeholders and the user and the customer are also. Uh, accountable to give them feedback, to tell them it's wrong or it's right. It's also nice to receive flowers sometimes. So let's give you an example. One of the goal is, if I take this guide that I built for my training, the following three pages, so this is the goal, challenging goal, the following three pages should load faster than one second. So this is like the goal setting for the team to achieve something. The feedback they receive. Page load 
Time has been improved, but one page is still lagging, loading in two seconds on our test machine. So the team response of inspection, several teams member drop other work to help the original person to meet the goal. So in that example, you also see that there's no such thing as, I, I, I read it so often on LinkedIn, people uh, writing shit such as shared accountability or shared responsibility. No, there's not. I am responsible to make sure that you have a great experience watching these live streams, listening to that podcast. Okay. If I've got an issue with my microphone, with the streaming, whatever, I could ask help of someone who know better how to position the sound engineering or whatever. Okay. So this is important. So you still a soul responsible and accountable of it, but in your responsibility, ask for help, ask for assistance of a team member. This is the cohesion. This is the value-driven cohesion and everything. And that should be a daily red check. This is what is about the daily scrum, guys. Standing up or on vision zoom, who cares? Where is your coffee machine? I used to start my scrum at the cafeteria of this great space at SoftSim Technology around the fridge, the stove, and especially the espresso machine. And we even start to do two daily because they love my three o'clock p.m. espresso break where they could again gather to spot check about something, red check things, not a status report. Are we on set to our goal? And do I need the help of Christopher today or tomorrow. That's the daily checkup. And of course, when I talked about substantion that I've learned a lot in my bachelor in physics, and as my mentor was also a PhD in physics, so we get along together and we came to agree that if you don't know substantion from physics, that you could apply to the human interaction, but you don't know Scrum. And this is a fracking fact. There's no open to, for debate for this. For this one, I'm really strict. If you don't understand that interrelation and this coordination that people need, how could you be a good coach and consultant building a team, onboarding a team? So, you know, this is why I said, and, and this will give you uh, a lot of things to cut from distraction, uh, and also how much you are committed to this. Um, and, you know, goals and mul at multiple levels show you that Scott Adam quote of a system is for winners as goals are for losers. It's really important because if you just focus to a single goal and as, as Ben White told us before, people working on the same product, but not collaborating and helping each other are essentially working on separate products. So this is why in the software uh, development teams, especially they will say, oh, Scrum is failing us because uh, the owner uh, decided that he wanted us to have a sprint goal with that feature. Oh, yes. Huh? So I'm sure if uh, some developers are catching it right now, you could tell me in the comment if you smile like me about it. And uh, usually as a consultant, as a coach, 
I try not to take part of a side, but here I agree with the engineer and the doer and the developer that if you do what the owner asks you to do with feature base, you won't have this high-performance teams. You won't, you won't reach it. Because, again, you need a good cohesion of the team that is invited to work on a set of specific product gold, achievement, what have you. And um, that should look like this. Sorry for the audio podcaster, but that should look like this. So a good cohesion, it's where everybody has access to everybody's with the boundary management and more. And the poor cohesion is when someone try to retain retain the information or not to share openly everything that's happened. So, okay, let's end that Friday Live Agile number 119, 119 weeks since I started in Tulum with my iPhone uh, to be in touch with people while I was exiled in Mexico back in 20, I don't remember, 2021, something like this. So let's see. Let's see about 20 people all across the board that's watching it. So let's open the chat now. And I see it's only my great uh, purple squirrel um, that chat a lot. So let's see. Um, the pleasure of being with you this Friday. I'm glad you're here. And um, is that true? Daniel Mezik convinced Ken and Jeff to make the Scrum Gathering SG. What is this? Open course, by the way, or it's, oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. When, when was that? Could you uh, expand on this? And um, yes, exactly. For those who don't know, Talkman for team formation, it starts with forming, norming. No, 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 no. Forming, norming, forming, performing. I think you forget norming should be uh, hold on a second. The norming, it's before performing, and your second forming should be norming, and the norming should be storming. Unless you believe that after you form, they're already norm. I don't know, but uh, you're quite... Uh, either it's a mistake, it's a typo, or it's a test. You try to squirrel the test. And um, yeah, and now we talked about is the bar, the boundary authority role... So I don't know if it's part of the uh, end depth of the boundary management and the uh, eight open business agility uh, pattern, but um, I'll be curious to to know more about this because um, yes, the for me decision rights will inform some part of the boundaries in terms of who is accountable of what and uh, how we set also the way to help each other. I don't know if I'm wrong or right, but this is the way I experience it with my teams uh, some of the time. And um, open space for an honest review, yes. But actually, all the, uh, what we call the ceremonies uh, described in the Scrum Guide should be an open space for me. Open the space for people to, to feel free to express everything, uh, to make it happen, to be honest and authentic. So I think I really believe it. All my team that did practice it and they, they had great scrum master and great coaches uh, serving them to make this happen. Uh, they did achieve a lot wiser and faster than other team who were restricted in terms of 
too much political or politeness uh, things and stuff. So, um, all right, all right. So, and I love this one. I don't know if it's going to fit in the screen. So, uh, for my audio podcaster, uh, Ryan, tell us preparation, not planning is needed. Connection to purpose and a focus on improvement based on actual to actual result is a success pattern. Of course, we don't have to agree. No, but we have to agree to disagree. And sometimes we have to disagree to agree. I realize that sometimes in some forum, but I love this, uh, Ryan. Yes, planning. If, if Churchill and uh, Eisenhower used to say that plan is nothing, planning is everything. Now, inspired by Ryan, I will say that um, preparation, preparation is everything and planning is nothing. <laughs> And, um, and of course, here we have, hold on a second, you, you, you write faster than I could reach. So the eight patterns, boundary management and explicit agreements regarding clarity of authorization. All right. So this is probably a, gr a, gr a great teaser for you people out there to contact myself and I will bridge it with the Open Leadership Network and we could do great workshop. Like I did this week, it was amazing. It was only 45 minutes, and of course, people want more. And I'm sure that uh, just to teach the eight patterns of open business agility with my experience of Enterprise Scrum from Mike Beadle could be a great mix of understanding how we could improve uh, the space at work and the work environment of people's experience. Um, so um, that's that for this Friday. June the 9th, we were live for the uh, five keys for creating high-performing teams. Let me know in the comment below if you liked it. If you'd like, maybe we expand more into this. But the best way, I will say once again, to make sure that this is spread towards, you have to like this video. You have to um, share it to someone to enlighten them and awake them to agilize everything to create a better and a wiser world of work uh, with performance, with failure, but failure should be the gas for a performance. So I really invited you to go also to my website to become our client. We are not just doing typical, uh, we are atypic, we are neuroatypic, my coaches and I, and I could also expand to many network for training, workshop, uh, consulting and coaching and facilitation on demand. You don't have to have a year contract with us. We do it specifically on demand for a specific needs. And we do also coaching on demand whenever you need and your team is pleased. And for that, you go to agile-launch.com. And from there, you'll be able to take your free discovery session. Let's walk the talk. Yes, let's walk the talk. And uh, oh, and by the way, I forget to thank, merci to Greg, Melania, Yaza, Sebastian for your cafe and more that you give and your great comment and your great feedback also. And for those who were in Montreal at the Crew Collective and Cafe, thank you so much for us coming. It was sold out. It was great. It was a great environment, great exchange, great participation. And if you'd like to do like uh, these people, Melania, Yaza and Sebastian, go into the uh, Rumble and YouTube video. You have a Boy Me a Cafe link. It's really cheap. You give whatever you want and it's help. It's warm my heart with a great cafe. And yes, the merge is coming in September. I know people out there 
ask me, I'd like to have a mug of the scrum beer or the agile lounge or the flip, whatever. Yes, you're going to have it to drink your coffee and you could have your own buy me a coffee and drink it like this. Hmm. Cheers guys. One last time in the chat before I do my jingle. And I don't know if you were able to, to, to this. Okay. And this, by the way, I, I won't put it in the screen for some reason. I'd like to talk to you privately about this beta codex. Every time I try to express it to people, they see beta as something loser. So the name, I don't know. I just, it's just, it's a feedback that I received from business people. Alpha, beta, it's not the way. Anyways, I don't know. But yes, I want to be into an exchange with uh, Marcello, whatever. Let's, let's, uh, let's roar like a lion about these and let's, I'd like to understand it better. But so far, me. So presence of mind, preparation, not centrally planned economy. Okay. So anyways, so maybe this is like for the advanced people, for those like you and I who had actually perform at least with Scrum and lean thinking and lean design and sprint design. Uh, and also, of course, the real business agility with enterprise Scrum and Scrum scale and stuff like this. So on that, beautiful and amazing people, thank you so much for listening. And uh, thank you so much for downloading and running with me. And remember... You are wonderful, you are powerful, and you are free to be whoever you want it to be and to do whatever you want it to do in respect of one another. On that, an happy weekend to you and see you next week. Mm-hmm.